Hello everyone. Hello everyone. Welcome, welcome to another Victorious Ones podcast, a place where gaming meets comics, meets sports, meets movies, meets inspiration. I go by the name of King Von Jr. You can follow me on social media on Twitter at 301 King Von Jr. You can also follow the show's Twitter page at Victory51 on Instagram at I'm at Mr. King Von Jr. You can also follow follow the show's Instagram page at Victorious Ones Podcast. And of course, this show is sponsored by Unpopular Review, and I'm also the social media social media producer for the Unpopular Reviews Wrestling Show, Perfect Flex Talk Radio, that you can catch, you know, on Mondays at six. And of course, you know, of course, for, for this episode, for this week's episode, I'm going to go into the NBA, and in honor of the 75th anniversary of the Los Angeles Lakers, I would like to give my list of the top ten greatest Lakers of all time. Of course, um, you know, you know, of course, of course. Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Welcome to once again another episode of the Victorious Ones podcast. And of course, once again, I go by the name of King Bond Jr. As you can see at the bottom of the screen. You know, and, and for the, for those that like to follow me, um, you know, of course, for those that are watching by way of Facebook Live and, and YouTube, you know, you know, follow all the different, um, you know, all the different social media handles on there. 301 King Von Jr. on Twitter. Um, you know, of course, the shows, uh, you know, shows a podcast page of Victory Pod One. Of course, the IG of Mr. King Von Jr. You know, you know the rest. So, of course, uh, YouTube.com forward slash Von Resper Jr. But, you know, one of the things I, I like to go into, you know, especially with, you know, with, with this regular season, uh, you know, wrapped up already. And then, of course, this, this has been a, a project, an idea that's, I've uh, been in the back of my mind for the long for the longest time. Um, you know, even since I've been doing this podcast, was that you know, of course, my favorite basketball team of all time, Los Angeles Lakers. And so considering uh the amazing history, you know, like I said, the incredible history that, that this franchise has, um, you know, you know, you know, like like you know, when, when it comes to the you know, when it comes to championships, when it comes to the players that they produce, um you know, like I said, you know, like the, the Hall of, you know, Hall of Famers that, that they produce and just like a, a lit, you know, like just a plethora of just overall greatness, you know, just the charisma that, that this team has, um, you know, like, like I said, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to just being money makers overall, you know, just, just considering um, the impact that, um, you know, like, you know, just consider, you know, just the overall impact that, that this franchise uh, has had on the NBA historically um i believe that the league is so much better off for it you know and um you know i mean so, so, you know if, 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 of course like you know, some of my favorite episodes you know have have been you know have been some of the legend spotlight episodes about the lakers whether it's you know the magic jo- magic johnson um episode that you know that um that did that did last year in honor of his birthday and in honor of you know like you know in honor of the other lakers documentary documentary that um the hulu did uh, you know like you know, the Hulu did Hulu did uh, last year, which is incredible, is phenomenal. Uh, winning time before that, and I was doing a whole bunch of um, 
you know, episodes, you know, like I said, a bunch of episodes uh, reviewing that series. You know what I mean? So, like, like I said, I was hooked. I was hooked, like, you know, f- from episodes one through ten. You know, and, um, you know, if, of course, last year in honor of, um, you know, of the late, great Lakers icon, uh, Kobe Bryant, who we lost prematurely, like just tragically, just unbelievably. Um, I certainly did an episode about him, Mama Forever. So the magic episode is called Magic Magic Season, Magic S-Z-N. That's how it's spelled. And the Kobe episode was called Mama Forever. So, um, you know, it's like, you know, with, with all that being said, um, you know, especially considering the fact that last, you know, like, 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 you know, like, considering the fact that last week I just came back from Los Angeles following WrestleMania weekend. Can you believe that WrestleMania has been like over a week now? Um, you know, so like I said, you know, and with all that, all the, you know, everything like that, that just inspired me even more, just motiv- motivated me even more. Um, you know, so, you know, to come up with more content, uh, you know, in regards to Los Angeles, you know, and, um, you know, of course, I'm, I'm even writing an article, you know, writing articles as we speak uh, about the Lakers, Lakers history. So without further ado, um, not to belabor things any longer, I'm going to go into, um, you know, like I said, you know, I'm going to go into my list of the top 10, uh, like I said, you know, at least my estimation, my top 10 Lakers um, of all time. You know, so so I, so the thing thing the thing about it is that this is specifically about what players have done in a Lakers uniform. You know, so this not about you know this, this not gonna like I said you know just just give me a heads up. This not gonna include uh, you know somebody's entire career accomplishments like you know like as far as like what they've done outside of a Lakers uniform though. So this is gonna be specifically with specifically what they have done wearing. The purple and gold, you know, so that so that's what it is. And so, like I said, you know, like, you know, the thing is, you know, like that's why certain placements are the way that they are. You know, and of course, the Lakers, like I said, have been around for 75 years. And so during that uh, silver anniversary or die, <laughs> sorry about that, um, you know, like I said, you know, is it like, you know, is it, you know or rather it's, it's, it's like diamond or something like that, you know, but, but like during during that time, you know, to produce some of the best of the best. And so, you know, of course, I'm not, you know, like, I'm not really going to honorable mentions like that um, as, as of right now. But starting off at number 10, I, I believe that this guy has, has certainly cracked um, the top 10 all-time lists, you know, just considering the impact that he's made so far. Um, you know, and, and, if, 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 and of course, this is somebody that, that's currently on, um, you know, currently on the roster. You know, just give me a heads up. And this guy is all time great um, in other aspects. And so, you know, if, if this was about career accolades, like I said, all across the board, this guy, you know, that this player um, would be much higher. But once again, as I've said before, as with this disclaimer, specifically about what you've done in, you know, in the Laker colors, purple and gold, gold and purple, whatever. Um, so anyway, long story short, and number 10. This guy, um, you know, you know, of course, is an NBA champion. Um, you know, of course, from 2020. So I'm giving you a heads up already. You know, this guy led led the Lakers to the championship um, in the pandemic 2020 season. You know, of course, he was also named the Finals MVP that year, and he's been an All Star all five seasons as a member of the Lakers. And you know, of, 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 of course, next thing he's he's made. You know, he's made one All NBA first team. He's made uh, like he's made the All NBA second team. As well as well as two All NBA third team, you know, selections as a as a member of the Lakers, um, you know what I mean. And, and so of course, 
you know, so, you know and, and of course, without further ado, number 10 on my list, of, you know, I guess you could already tell, um, you know, tell at this point based on his accolades is none other than LeBron James. You know, so like, like I said, you know, and of course, you know, and the thing is, even though his best years um, are behind him as far as what, as far as what he's done with other teams, the Cavs and the Heat, but like considering, um, you know, you know, consider how effective he's been, he, how effective he has been even in these um, uh, twilight phases, you know, like sort of like the twilight phases of his career, um, at, at least by his standards. Like I said, LeBron has done enough to, you know, to, to you know, like I said, when it comes to cracking that top 10 and just in terms of the impact that he's had when it comes to just um, bringing eyes to the team and things like, you know, things like that. So, and with him being the finals MVP, that certainly carries weight. Um, he's like, you know, I said, when it comes to my decision making. So, at number nine, I'm going to go with, you know, I said, at number nine, this guy is a three time NBA champion. And, um, you know, and he was a, a critical um, piece to, the uh, you know, you know, to, to the Showtime Lakers, um, you know, saying, you know, the, you know, to the Showtime Lakers of the 80s, and it's like, so you know, this, you know, this, and this guy was a three time first, he was a number one overall pick coming out of that 1980s draft after being drafted by North, uh, after um, you know, after winning after winning NCAA championship with North Carolina with the Tar Heels, and it's, it's, so, so of course, like, so he was drafted first overall, um, in 1982, he's a three time NBA champion, you know, so with, with the historic. Legendary, legendary and iconic um, Showtime Lakers of the '80s. You know, and he was he was absolutely critical when it came to uh, fast break. You know what I mean? And like I said, it, he was he was a pivotal, he was a very pivotal wingman. You know what I mean? So you know, like when it comes to, when it comes to that, he's like you know pretty, pretty much like the the number three guy. You know, if if you know like you know, he's pretty, like he's he's considered like the number three guy right behind uh, Magic Magic and Kareem. I agree with you putting LeBron number 10. He got a serene where he desperately, absolutely, certainly did. That, you know, and like I said, with, with this comment, Facebook user. But, you know, but the thing about it, like, that's that's the reason why I have LeBron number 10, because, you know, because of the impact they made at a time that we needed. But anyway, like I said, with, with this number nine pick, this guy's a three time NBA champion, as, as I said before. Um, he was the Finals MVP in 1988 after having a triple double in game seven. Of the '88 Finals against the Pistons, um, he's also a nine-time NBA All-Star. Uh, he's been a member of, of both the top 15, top 75, um, like I've seen uh, anniversary teams. You know, of course, he's a Hall of Famer. None other, and of, of course, one of the best to ever wear goggles. And that is none other than Big Game James himself, Mr. James Worthy. So you know, of course, that's that's number nine. And if, of course, once again, I want to give another shout out. Uh, you know, give another. Give another shout out to James Worthy, you know, for, you know, for, you know, um, for give another shout out to him for liking for liking the graphic um, that I made for Magic Johnson. So you know, it's a, like you know, and of course that, that's something that's uh, you know that's sometimes a design that I'm going to be using in the future. So just keep that, uh, just keep that on the lookout. But anyway, like I said, you know, like it's a big, big, big shout out to you know, it's big game, James. I appreciate that. Like I said, he's at number nine, um, at number eight. This guy was you know um, the guy that I have at number eight was the building block of the Lakers all the way back to Minneapolis. This was the NBA's first marquee superstar, the NBA's first, um, you know, like, you know, like, you know, first superstar, like first, like superstar center, you know, like for, you know, first uh, great big man. 
he goes back to like when the NBA was like the, the NBL and everything like that, you know, is in regards to like, you know, in regards to stuff like that. So, um, you know, so, you know, so, so of course, so of course his lineage, you know, go, you know, goes back to the beginning when, like I said, when we were, with, when we were the Minneapolis Lakers, when we were the first, um, you know, when we became the NBA's actual like first dynasty that really kicked, that really kicked, uh, kicked the league off. And like I said, you know, this, this guy, you know, this guy was, you know, this guy was a five-time um, NBA champion. You know, including like the first ever, including the NBA's first ever three-peat when it comes to that. So, um, you know, so when it comes to winning three straight championships, like the Minneapolis Lakers were the originals to do that. And, uh, you know, and this, and I think his nickname is like Mr. Basketball. You know, you know, like I said, just consider how, how iconic he was. And he was the first, like I said, he was the first big first big man um, to use the hook shot. So this this guy was, was you know, was doing hook, shot, hook shots and wearing goggles long before Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know. Um, and, 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 of course, he was synonymous with the number, with the number 99. And, you know, and, and of course, this this guy, you know, um, you know and of course, he's also been um, a three-time scoring champion as well. And, uh, and, of course, the number eight is not other than, like I said, one of the founding, you know, one of the founding, founding pioneers of the NBA himself, none other than George Mikan. So number eight, I have George Mikan. Um, and number seven on this list, this guy, we know, you know, of course, this guy was this guy was a one-time NBA champion, and he, and he led the Lakers in the 1972 NBA Finals. And as a result, he was also the he was all, he was also um, the Finals MVP of that series. And you know, of course, he's first, um, you know, first all-time when it comes to rebounds per game. You know, when, when it, um, first all, he's he's first all-time in Lakers history when it comes to, when it comes to rebounds per game. Um, during his tenure with the Lakers, you know, let me say, like I said, during his tenure, tenure with the Lakers, he was a four-time All-Star, uh, two-time All-Defensive second-team member. Uh, you see, of course, he was a three-time rebounder leader. I mean, he was a one-time All-NBA second-team member as well. And um, you know, and, and, and the thing, thing about it is that if you were to include, um, like you know, and, and, and same same thing as I said about LeBron. If you were to include this guy's stats um, outside the Lakers, he'd be much higher. You know, he'd be like, see, he'd certainly be much, uh, much higher on this list. But since we're con- con- condensing it once again to what you've done in this uniform, you know, this guy, you know, like, um, you know, this guy goes down to number seven. But that's no shame in it at all because not this, of course, the number number seven is none other than the iconic. The mythic Wilt Chamberlain. So, like I said, you know, uh, you know, of course, rest in peace to Wilt Chamberlain. So, you know, so for him to be, you know, for him to be number number seven, number seven on this list, um, I feel like that's a pretty consensus uh, type of choice. Like I said, you know, cause considering that, consider, considering the time they spent with with us, as well as the impact that he made, and not only that, but also, you know, considering the fact that um, Wilt was the one. Who you know, I see that it's a um with Will on our, on our team. You know, we finally got our first championship in Los Angeles. You know, see, so, you know, like you know, like I said, that nineteen seventy two um, championship team, the iconic championship team, is still considered one of the absolute greatest um, regular season teams of all time. The fact that we won sixty nine games with Will, and, and the funny thing about it is that you know, with that nineteen seventy two season when we won. We won 69 games. Actually, beat out, um, you know, I said the previous record 
of 68 wins, which is from the 1967 Philadelphia 76ers, which also had Wilt Chamberlain on there. So Wilt went to another team and broke um, a previous record that he held. You know what I mean? So, uh, like, and, and not only that, but also this team was, like I said, that 1972 team was known for you know, was known for a 33 game winning streak. And um, you know, it's, 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 so, so of course, of course, we ended up going up against the New York Knicks, and you know, it's, it, it just it just winning in dominant fashion. Let's say it was like four games to one, and what was like I said once again, what was the Finals MVP? So, like I said, even though he spent his last five years with the Lakers, like I said once again, it's the impact that he made, considering the fact that um, with him on the team, we had a season where we won sixty nine games with thirty three in a row, and that was and that was also the first championship that we have won since moving to Los Angeles. So that is the so those are the reasons why I why I have Wilt um at number seven. And also with the way that with 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 the way that with the way that he with the way that he changed his game, with the way that he, you know, with with the, with the way that he made adjustments to the team around him. So, you know, and the thing about it is that he, he he took on a more um defensive approach, more of a Bill Russell-esque, Bill Russell-esque um t- you know type of approach, whereas all the other years that he spent, he was always offense first, you know, like, and, and you know, and of course he was always, always going to get his rebounds, but with this one, you know, he was more of a defensive anchor when it, when it came, when it came to his time with the Lakers. So, you know, so once again, number seven on this list, on this list is Will Chamberlain. Number six on this list um, is the, um, like, you know, you know, was, was the next franchise franchise player that, that you know, that, that we drafted. Um, in the aftermath of the George Mikan era, you know, and this guy was a first overall pick uh, coming out of Seattle. And by the way, he's also a native. He was also um, a native of Washington, D.C. Um, you know, and, and of, co- of course, a graduate of Spring Art High School. Um, you know, and, and, and so this guy was a, was a pioneer in a, a pioneer himself as well when it came to high flying, when it came to this um, above the rim type of game. So he was a precursor to Julius Serving. No, yeah, I, I, yeah, actually, let me start. Like I said, like I said, like I said he was the precursor to, you know, to, guy, to guys like Connie Hawkins, um, most notably Julia Serving, and eventually Michael Jordan, and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, like I said, you know, so, so, so if anything, this, this guy, um, you know, the number six on my list is the one who established the blueprint for the above the rim uh, high flying game. And, and, just, and just like with all the incredible things. You know that, that this guy did in the air. He was very much ahead of his time, and for a guy that was six for five with his rebounding averages, you know, it, 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 I mean that was like I said. You know, I mean some of those numbers were like just way off the charts. As much as we talk about Charles Barkley and how great he was um, as undersized as undersized forward as undersized rebounder, this guy was you know was putting up incredible uh, rebound stats along with it with incredible like um, you know like offensive stats as well. Had it not been for Will, Cham- Will Chamberlain, this guy would this next player would have been um, the league's leading scorer multiple times. He would have won multiple scoring titles. And um, you know, and, and like I said, you know, and, and like I said, the thing about it was that um, the things that he would do in the air were like were absolutely uh, well ahead of their time. You know, what I mean, it's, it's, it's so like you know, for, for a guy that was playing in the late fifties all throughout the sixties. The things that he was doing just absolutely unheard of, you know, and and, and and so he so he was the guy that that um that moved the Lakers forward, you know, coming out of Minneapolis, 
and then and of course moving it to Los moving to Los Angeles. And so it's, it's, it's so of course um during his tenure he was an eleven time NBA All-Star. Um he was also an all-star game MVP. He was also a ten time all ten time all NBA selection. And of course this is none other than Hall of Famer, Pioneer, um the late great Elgin Baylor at number six. So you know, and, and of course, unfortunately for Elgin, um, he was never able—he was never able to win a win a championship. And the crazy thing about it is that, as I said before about Will Chamberlain, you know, in, in that 1972 season where we won 33 games in a row, um, we won that we went on that winning streak after Elgin's retirement. So um, he never got a chance to, to you know, to, he never got never got the chance. You know, to, to to enjoy that enjoy um, that later success. You know what I mean. So so, so it was a very un- unfortunate unfortunate for him. Um, you know what I mean. So, so, you know, in, in in that in that in that aspect. And so, like I said, like so so. But at the same time, like I said, considering the fact that he was with the Lakers his, his whole entire career, so I think you know because of his longevity, he was able to get. You know, like I said, the thing is, we're able we're able to to get more um, out of Elgin. That's the reason why he edges Wilt um, on this list. And of course, number five, um, this, you know, of course, number five, this player was the first player um, that we drafted when we moved to Los Angeles. You know, and, and this guy was the second overall pick in the 1960 draft, right behind Oscar Robertson. You know, so like I said, you know, you know, you know, and I think, like, like I said, as far as far as like I said, from from the time that we, from the time we moved, that we moved to Los Angeles, from the time that we moved to Los Angeles, this is the first player, first player that we drafted. Um, you know, since since we took since uh, since the franchise um, had taken that move, and so and so of course, um, for for the longest time, you know, he, you know, he, he had been. Um, for, you know, like for the long for the longest time, um, he had been the franchise. He had been the franchise uh, franchise's all time leading scorer with twenty five thousand one hundred ninety two points, and and of course he was a and of course he was a fourteen time NBA All Star. You know, of course a multiple um, All NBA. You know, like I said, All NBA All, all NBA selection. You know, of course he was NBA champion in nineteen seventy two as a, as you know, as Will Chamberlain's teammate. And um, you know, if, however, you know, however, he's, he also has um, uh, the not so distinct honor of being the first and only player to win the Finals MVP on a losing team, and that was that 1969 Finals. You know, from from the 1969 Finals when the Lakers lost um, to, to the Celtics in seven games in Bill Russell's uh, last season. You know, you know, and but you know, but but because of the number, the numbers that he put up, because of the way that he carried that team, and because of the way that he just outplayed everybody else, including the guys on the winning team, because of that, I think just because, uh, you know, you know, just you know, just just because of just so much sympathy, um, you know, that you know that, that a lot of the voters and writers have for him, he ended up winning, like I said, he went, ended up winning the Finals MVP, and that's the first and only time a player has won that award on a losing team. You know, but you know, but this guy was absolutely sensational. Um, you know, he he was um like I said, he was one of the he was one of the premier guards of his time. At, at the time he was the he was the premier shooting guard um of his of his generation. So excuse me. Um, you know, so of course long before uh Michael Jordan and eventually Kobe, this guy, you know, this guy was the standard 
that shooting guards were measured by, much like how Elgin Baylor, um, you know, except long before, uh, like I said, uh, Dr. J, Larry Bird, LeBron, whatever, long before them, he was a standard that small forwards were measured by. So this guy number five, like I said, you know, like like I said, you know, he like I said, he was the original original measuring stick um, when it came to shooting guards, and so and of course he's also one of one All Star Game MVP. Um, he's led the league in scoring uh, at least once. He's also led led led, led the league in assists once. Um, and, and, and the thing about it is that you know, like I said, had it not been for guys like Russell and Chamberlain, um, you know, as well as Oscar, this guy would have won. You know, this guy would have won a league MVP. Would have won a league MVP as well. Um, so, without further and of, and of course, one more hint. Uh, he's also the NBA logo, so that's our giveaway right there. No other than number forty-four, Mister Clutch, Jerry West, at number five on this list. At number four, the most dominant, unstoppable force that we've seen in NBA history when it comes to centers. I see he's the most unstoppable um, big man of his era and arguably of all time. You know what I mean? It's seven foot one, 350 whatever pounds, you know what I mean? You know, like I guess he was absolute locomotive, a powerhouse, bigger, stronger than everybody else. Like I said, and, and the thing is, there's nobody in today's game that's bigger, stronger, more dominant than this guy that now by the name. He's he's had so many different names. I see, you know, the big Aristotle, big diesel, big diesel, the big legendary, you know what I mean? Like just like and he's lived up to each and every one of those names. Um I, I guess I've given a spoiler already with the you know, before I even read his accomplishments. During his tenure with the Lakers, he's a four he's he was a four time you know, um, like I said, during his tenure with the Lakers, rather he was a three time NBA champion. He was he was the captain um you know of, of that three peat Lakers squad. As, as as well as well as 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 the guy that's that's going to be coming up later on this list. Like you know, like, like I said, during his during his time with the Lakers, he was a three time NBA champion, Finals MVP each and every year, uh, you know, of, uh, of winning a championship. You know, of course, he only had one MVP, which was in two thousand. I feel like he should he should he should have had another one as well. Um, you know, if, 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 of course, so of course, of course, during during his tenure with the Lakers. Um, he was a seven-time All-Star out of eight seasons, six-time All-NBA first team. Um, you know, of course, scoring champion in 2000. And, and of course, out of out of his uh, three All-Star game MVPs of his career, he's won two with the Lakers. And um, right next to Jordan from the first three-peat, this guy was the most dominant, most unstoppable powerhouse in the history of the NBA Finals. You know, his numbers speak for themselves with averages like 38, 33, 36. You know, like, you know, um, during those three-peat years, and those, like I said, like I said, those were video game numbers. Like I said, like the, o- the only other player that I will put right next to him when it comes to Finals dominance is Jordan, um, specifically from the first three-peat, by the way, I might add. Um, no shade on the second one, but I'm just saying it still. Like I said, like I said you know, like that's the only other guy that that'll put um, next, like I said, next to this guy number four. And had it not been for, um, you know, um, his, you know his relationship with with his greatest teammate getting soured, you know, had it not been for ego, had it not been for, 
you know, a, you know, a lot of like back and forth. You know, he said, he said this, that, and the third. You know, I said, had it had it not been for a lot of infighting, had it not been for you know, which led to um, that team, you know, like I said, which led to, which led to that dynasty imploding. Had it not been for all those type of things, then then this team, you know, like I said, you know, then this, um, then that, then that particular, then that particular Lakers Lakers team would have won more championships. You know, what I mean, they would have exceeded. Yeah, if anything, if they would have surpassed the Magic and Kareem era um, of the Lakers, you know, in, in terms of championships, in terms of uh, notoriety, in terms of just impact overall, but I, I felt as though that the, that their run was just cut way too short. But you know, and, you know, and, 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 and like I said, you know, like I said, the things that this guy did um, during his eight years with the Lakers are absolutely noteworthy. That is why I have to put him at number four, and cats out the bag already number four is none other than the diesel himself the big legendary um let's see you know of course hall of famer mr top 50 mr mr top 75 as well shaquille o'neal and now we're moving on to the top three at number three um and, and number three i would have to say that this was uh his predecessor when it came to uh, great Laker centers when it came to, you know, when just when it came to dominance, you know, I said, when, when it comes to, when it came to um, generational defining players, and like, like I said, you know, Shaq was a generation defining talent. And this, and this guy that that's number three on this list was also a generational defining talent in his own way. Um, you know, and, and with, with, with the deadliest weapon in NBA history, the deadliest offensive weapon, no other than the sky hook, I guess, you know, burying the lead already, giving a spoiler. Um, like I said, but the thing is, during his tenure with the Lakers, um, you know, and, and, and the thing about it, the reason why this guy is has the edge over Shaq is because of longevity. You know, not only longevity when it comes to their careers, but longevity, especially when it comes to to the Lakers. So this guy spent fourteen, you know, you know spent fourteen seasons with the Lakers, and during that time, he was a five time NBA champion, three time league MVP. Um, a one-time Finals MVP in 1985, a 13-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA first-team selection, four-time blocks leader, um, one-time rebounding leader, and so um, you know, and, and like, like I said, he's the, he's the greatest to ever wear goggles. You know, and and, and the thing about it is is that um, had his number not been retired, it's a good chance that Shaq might have worn that might have worn that number in Los Los Angeles as well. And, um, and of course, that you know, this was you know, you know, this this was uh, the the anchoring presence for that for that Showtime uh, Lakers team in the '80s. You know, and, and it's, it's just like you know, it's, as far as like Magic, everybody else would have the run the gun fast break, but when it's time to slow the game down, you pass it down to the cat. You know, you pass it down on the low block to the captain, let him do his thing with the sky hook, and it was automatic. You know. Um, and you know, and, and this guy, you know, was, was you know, for me, I would consider him the greatest um, center of his generation, and also just the greatest center of of all time when you consider his entire lifetime body of work. But you know, even if you, even if we take away, um, you know, the, the stuff that he did before he got got to the Lakers, he still has a case for being the goat. And, and of course, I'm talking about none other than the captain himself, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mr. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So, so of course, that's number three. Um, 
at number two and he and now it is time for <laughs> now it is time for the top two of this list when it comes to the greatest uh lakers of all time you know and and, and, and think think about it is that with this i mean it could go either way you know, like, like you know what I mean. So it, you know, also, um, like, like I said, with these with with these last two picks, ultimately, I think I think uh, the one of the things that ultimately boils down to, um, you know, one one of the things that it can ultimately boil down to is the generation, you know, that you know that um that that you know that each that that each fan base comes from. So you know, so you know, one generation may may say that may say that may say that uh, player A may be the greatest Laker, may, may say player B may be the greatest Laker. You know, you know, whatever that, that you know, like just pretty much like this, that, and the third. Um, you know, what I mean, so, so, so it was like I said, this one was really, really, it was like pulling teeth. Um, you know, what I mean, so, so it's just like you know, like and the thing is, like, like the thing about it is, is that both of them um, are in my top five overall, like all time list. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, and, and the thing is, their spots are right next to each other on my all-time list. And now, when it comes to, when it comes to the greatest Lakers, they're right next to each other on my all-time list as well. You know what I mean? So, it's, it's, you know, so it's, so ultimately, it pretty much comes down to um, what you prefer. You know, when it comes when it comes to uh, greatest Laker. But um, without further ado, you know, you know that this guy was. Um, and the funny thing is, both of them have been five-time champions. But I'm going to go into more detail when it comes to my number two pick. This guy was, you know, you know, so you know, of course, this guy was a five-time NBA champion, and he was the one B to Shaq's one A when it came to um, that Lakers three-peat dynasty. So I'm giving you clue already um you know but you know it's like 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 you know it's, it's like i said you know, like, like i said you, you so uh like i said he's his, ac- his accolades speak for themselves five-time nba champion and even in shaq's absence he's a two-time finals mvp he only won one league mvp which is a travesty which is a crime i feel as though he should have at least two or three um you know no thanks to steve nash you know but i uh, mean you know but other than that he was an eight-time, I mean, not eight-time, but excuse me. He was an 18-time. I have 20 seasons. This guy was an 18-time NBA All-Star. And out of those 18 All-Star appearances, he was a four-time All-Star game MVP, so much so that the league has named um, the All-Star MVP award after him. He was a member, of, he was he was 11-time All-NBA first-team selection. A two-time All NBA Second Team selection, a two-time All NBA Third Team selection, a nine-time All Defensive First Team selection, tied with um, his hero Michael Jeffrey Jordan. You know, and it, like I said, I'm already giving clues already that this guy um, was the was the greatest when it came to uh, patterning when it, when it came to um, building his game after Jordan. You know, this guy had no problem taking on that challenge of being like Mike and he took on that challenge and succeeded. He exceeded expectations, you know? Um, and the reason why I say he exceeded expectations is because coming out the gate, um, this, you know, like this, this guy did not become a starter until his third season in the league. And then 
you know, seeing then, then once once you start getting to those championship championship seasons, it's just like, like off to the races, never look back. You know what I mean? And so um, yeah, and so of course, like I said, his accolades speak for themselves. Um, like I said, along along with those, like I said, all those all NBA first team selections, he's a th- member of three all defensive second teams. He was a two time scoring champion. And you know, side note, he's also a slam dunk uh, contest champion. But I'm I'm pretty sure that he they would have loved to to have traded that slam dunk trophy for a defensive player of the year trophy, which I feel like he should have won. Um, unfortunately. Um, you know, so unfortunately, we lost him prematurely. You know, it's one of those things. I always wonder, like, you know, what if? You know, he's one of the ultimate what ifs in terms of his career outside of the NBA. Um, you know, like I say, he has a highly de- decorated resume. I mean, you want to talk about GOAT status, undisputed, top five. When you, when you go back and look at those numbers, and he currently ranks fourth all-time on the NBA's all-time scoring list with 33,643 points. And um you know, like, like and, 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 and of, of course um his signature game was the le- the legendary 81 point game against the Toronto Raptors and and, and, and the thing about it is that even when he changed his number he was still the same beast. You know what I mean? And his number and the crazy thing is even when he cha- when he cha- when he changed his number um you know from 8 to 24 like I said, the stats are pretty much identical. And so, um, like, and, and the thing about it was that, was that, um, you know, the thing about it was that, of course, they were saying like number 24 just symbolized the fact that, you know, the fact that we all have like 24 hours in a day, you know, so he, he lives, like I said, he lived those 24 hours to the fullest. Like, I mean, like his game, like he played every game, like it was, like it was his last. He did not want to shortchange the fans and he certainly did not. You know, he he played at his hardest from first to fourth quarter. He was absolute excellence. That is why, you know, to the point where he's had a motto. He had a motto called called Mama Mentality, which means to be the best version of yourself each and, you know, like find ways to become the very best version of yourself each and every day. His work ethic, his dedication was absolutely legendary. It was absolutely iconic. It, uh, if anything, it became... You know, I, I would say that his his uh, work ethic and just his training regimen has become, um, like I said, is you know has pretty much be, become the standard for other players to follow. You know what I mean? Like I would say that 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 that's become the blueprint for other players to want to emulate. You know what I mean? Um, and so and, 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 and the thing about it is, it's just like you can only imagine what his Hall of Fame speech would have been. You know, and if anything, he was the headliner for that 2020 class in the Hall of Fame. And the fact that we lost him so tragically, and I think that's why um, that 2020 championship meant so much because of everything that happened um, during that season, including that. You know, but, um, you know, and, and, and I guess, you know, and, and the thing about it is, is it's just like I've already, you know, said so much before um, you know, about this guy, but no matter what, I will still defend him no matter what he is undisputed top five no matter what all time but in this case when it comes to this list um he's he's number two all time but like i said you know, it's you could enter interchangeable but for good reason um and that is none other than the iconic black mamba himself kobe bean bryant
you know, um, you know, what I mean, like, like, like I said, you know, just when, when, when you look at the accolades, I mean, that that's that's another the case to just, just be number one overall in and of itself. Um, but. You know, um, and, 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 and think about it, think, think about Kobe and this next guy, as, as I said, over and over um, is one of those things where you could flip flop either one of them when it when it comes to like when it comes to like um, who's the greatest Laker of all time. But number one, um, I think, and even though even though this guy that having number one didn't have a career, um, you know, as as long as Kobe's, but the thing about it is that the impact that he made, you know, even, you know, even with the career career they had, even though it was um, unfortunately unfortunately cut short, um, you know, seeing so, you, know, you know, like you know, unfortunately unfortunately cut you know cut short because because of a virus, um, you know you know, mainly HIV, of course, um, you know, and, and it's just like one could wonder, like, you know, one could only wonder how much more he could have done with, you know, uh, with five quality years that they still had left in him, you know, and, and, it's, and it's just like, you know, I feel, I feel as though had that never happened, then he, he definitely would have, uh, you know, for me, he definitely would have, would have gone past John Stockton um, as, as the NBA's all-time leader in assists, but even in, 13 seasons, well, 12 full seasons. Um, like, you know, you know, with one half season, but like I said, 13 seasons collectively, you know, he, he still he, he still put up 10,141 assists with the highest assist average of all time of 11.1. And, and like I said, and just like my number two pick, this guy was a five-time NBA champion. However, he was a three-time finals MVP, three-time league MVP. And I would say that when it came to the finals, this guy rose it like this. The guy I have at number one, um, like I said, he rose his game to a whole nother level. I would say that, like I said, his finals MVP, like his like his finals MVP form, is even far greater than what he ever did as a regular season MVP. Like, like I said, he, he was just like on a whole different level. Just like I said, like just like like I said, he was just in a whole different zone, if you will, when it came to the finals. One of the most legendary finals players of all time actually three-time finals mvp and of course like the most the most iconic um finals game arguably for me would be when he filled in for kareem abdul jabbar you know after kareem went down with the injury in game five and this guy stepped in and became the superhero that the lakers needed with 42 points 15 rebounds seven assists you know like i said with, with his first of three like first of three finals and finals mvps and like i said when it came to finals this dude was superhuman in so many different ways for me this he was to the finals with joe montana was his, to the super bowl you know whereas when you get in that zone you know it's, it's just like your game raises to a transcendent level same with jordan in the finals as well but um you know but, but of course enough of that like i said three-time finals mvp three-time league mvp 12-time All-Star, two-time All-Star Game MVP, a member of the 1992 um, Olympic Dream Team, a nine-time All-NBA First Team member. Uh, and, and I think he's led the league in assists at least like four times. And he was also, uh, of course, also, also also went to the Hall of Fame. Uh, of course, in 2002, he was inducted by arch-rival slash best friend Larry Bird. And of course, he, of course, he's still the Lakers, like, you know, still the Lakers all-time assist leader, as, as I said before, with those 10,141 assists. So even though LeBron surpassed him when it came to overall career assists, but when it came when it comes to 
what you've done in a Lakers uniform, this guy is still number one when it comes to um, the front as a franchise leader all time in assists. And not only is he the greatest Laker of all time, you guess he's also the greatest point guard of all time. And I happen to be wearing his jersey, you know, you know, um, as of this recording. And that's none other than the guy who was the captain of Showtime. He was the first overall pick in the 1979 draft. And he and this is the guy that turned the not only turned the Lakers into um you know, like so, you know, like I said, not, not only did, did he turn the Lakers into a contender, he turned them into not the thing is not only did the thing is not only did he turn them into a contender, um, he turned them into a championship team. He went from turn them to a championship team to turn them into a dynasty. He took them from becoming a dynasty, ultimately made them a brand. This guy is the first one who really turned the Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers into a brand. You know what I mean? And like, and like, and, and, and like I said, and his imprint is undeniable. For me, I would say that he was the defining athlete of the '80s, in my estimation, and that says a lot, considering you know, considering you know the different athletes that that came in that era. But for me, when you talk about somebody who symbolizes '80, the '80s is this guy. You know, a six foot nine point guard with unbelievable handles. He was ahead of his time. You know, he's a once in a lifetime, once in a generation talent. And he was literally head and shoulders above the rest of the competition when it um, when it came to his position, and just really just when it came to the league in general. Um, you know, and had Kareem not discovered the fountain of youth in that, in that nineteen eighty five finals, this guy, you know, you know had had a very strong case of being the finals MVP. Even though Kareem was the finals MVP, this guy was the most important instrumental, um, you know, like I said, the most, uh, like I said, the most important instrumental part of that Lakers championship team that got them there. And, and that 1985, um, you know, like I said, 1985 uh, finals against the Celtics was his redemption from the previous season. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, of, course, of course, by the time, you know, by the time they played the Celtics again in 87, he was just way out of reach. Like this guy was at his pinnacle by the time he won that first MVP, which to me was his best MVP season in 1987. But, and of course, I say all that, you know, to say that number one on my all-time Lakers list to close this, to close this episode out is none other than number 32, the guy whose jersey I'm wearing right now, Urban Magic Johnson. So that is my all-time top 10 like I said, you know, like my all-time list of the top 10 greatest lakers of all time so i'm just going to give you um a, like I said, if, if anything i'm just going i'm just going to give a, qu- a quick rundown um a recap of you know of my list and number and number 10 is lebron james number nine james worthy number eight george Mikan, number seven will chamberlain number six elgin baylor number five jerry west number four shaquille o'neal number three kareem, kareem abdul jabbar number two kobe bryant and number one Magic Johnson. So those are my top 10 greatest Lakers of all time. Thank you very much for watching. Of course, now this is the time of the show while I I would like to give my birthday shout outs. Um, Of course, as far as on April 10th, the late great WWE Hall of Famer and former manager of of The Undertaker, Kane, as well as Mankind, Paul Bear. Uh, Paul Bear would have turned 69. Of course, one third of a tribe called Quest Q-Tip turned 53. 
And that's on April 10th. And of course, on that same day, Goldust turned 54 on April 11th. Of course, the, the late great Hall of Famer, former NWA champion Harley Race, would have turned 80 on April 12th. ESPN's superstar um, analyst and podcaster and, and anchor L. Duncan turns 40. And of course, on April on April 14th, April 12th, L. Duncan turns 40. And on April 14th, 14th WWE Hall of Famer Lita turns 48. And before I go, I would like to give a word give a word of wisdom. Examine what is in your heart, because what is in your heart will ultimately dictate, um, you know, will ultimately dictate the decisions that you make as far as as far as the thing that things that you do, as well as what comes out of your mouth as well. So, whatever's in your heart will set the course for for your for your for your actions, as well as your words. So make sure that that you so, so make sure that your heart. Um, you know, make, make, make sure that you allow God to change your heart and to, you know, and, and, and just to ask him to help you to examine what's in your heart and create a clean heart within you. So that's why I say examine what's in your heart, because out of because, you know, because out of the abundance of, abundance of the heart, <clears throat> excuse me, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks out of the heart flow, the issues of life. I hope I'm saying it correctly, but, but like I said, examine closely what's in your heart. You're victorious because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When you put God in first place, you don't have to worry about being in last place. And so make sure to listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you download podcasts. Thank you very much for listening, and may this day be the very best day of your life.